Hello, and welcome to River Writers, a production of the Writers Guild of Astoria, a 501c3 nonprofit supporting writers and the literary arts in Astoria and the Lower Columbia region. I'm your host, Marianne Monson. Aired the second Monday of each month at 9 a.m., River Writers provides a chance to peek behind the curtain at the craft of writing, what motivates writers, and what have they learned through their creative process. I'm honored to have as my guest today local Astorian poet Elisa Carlson, who won the Writers Guild Poetry Contest in 2021, which meant she got to share her work on stage at the Liberty Theater with Jericho Brown a year ago. Thank you for being here, Elisa. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to get to talk to you today. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show and talk more in depth about your work. Of course, the first time I became familiar with it was when you submitted it for the Writers Guild contest. Congratulations again on winning that contest, by the way. Thank you so much. That was uh, a, a true honor. And the show centered on Jericho's book, The Tradition, and we invited poets to respond to the concept. You took it a few different ways in the three pieces that you wrote and submitted for the event. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that prompt meant to you? Yeah, I think I initially um, considered, uh, you know, the tradition of how, well, what, what Jericho Brown had written about um, his, his theme, which was, you know, how do we get desensitized to um, really traumatic kind of events and experiences and and how that becomes kind of a tradition um, mm. and uh, I, I I guess I immediately thought of my family <laughs> um, and so what you know I, I started writing um, uh, from some perspective of looking back um, at my at my childhood and and kind of my continued um, existence and struggle a little bit with within my within my family and uh, some of the challenges um, that that I've that I felt there. Yeah. So for you, it was it was responding from a deeply personal place. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 something that um, it's it's sometimes it's hard to to write about. Um, well, it's not hard to write about uh, the deeply personal and kind of the, the personal kind of trauma, um, but it is, uh, it's difficult to share it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, it, it feels, and sometimes like, uh, oh, here I have this, this wound that I'm kind of exposing again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, but um, ultimately, I think writing um, is a form of narrative therapy for me, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of really how I've always written um, and, and why I write. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, and I think it's a it's a really beautiful compliment with Jericho Brown's work, who who also writes from such a place of rawness and vul- vulnerability. I think that was what really appealed. One of the things that really appealed to us uh, it, with your submission was seeing the resonance between your work and his. Mm. Wow! Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, when you were talking about that, I was reminded because I saw Sandra Cisneros speak recently about her new poetry collection that just came out. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but she was talking about how she feels when she writes fiction that she can kind of hide behind the characters and the plot a bit more. And she said that writing poetry, she just said there's nowhere to hide. 
Oh, I completely agree with mm. that. Yeah, I, I feel like poetry for me really, um, I, li- I like it partly because I um, I can't follow rules. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with, with structure and rules mm-hmm. um, with creativity. And so I love the, I love that you can kind of do anything with it and that yeah. it's, it's really super musical based. You know, mm-hmm. it's about sound and feeling and rhythm and, mm-hmm. and the beat of it. And um, yeah, I, I don't think there's really any, anywhere to kind of hide if you're really exposing, you know, some, some personal truths and, you know, really writing to the heart of your story and of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It takes a lot of bravery, I think, to write from that space. And there was a line in your poem, Peacocks, which you submitted for that contest. And it it looks at the themes of traditions that are passed down in families, as you mentioned. You say in that poem, quote, I come from a long line of sorrowful mothers, terrible, sad mothers who scream, the center of all pain begins and ends with you. But I know it flows from the past in all directions and only settled in my blood. Wow, that is so powerful. It's really incredible. Thank you. I, um, I can feel my heart racing, you mm-hmm. know, just hearing you, you read that mm-hmm. and um, kind of the, you know, the direct experience of, of the yelling and the, uh, and, and, the, and the pain and the rage and, and mm-hmm. in the family experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I, um, I, I considered uh, writing about that for the for the um, contest, mm-hmm. um, and that yeah, that was one of the things that Im- immediately came to mind was was that experience of of mother and family and and, yeah. um, and how you know how to share it. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing you've said in that submission in your letter when you submitted it was you said, I tried to honor the wisdom of living through the things that break you long enough to learn how to save yourself with love. I'm wondering what role poetry plays in that process for you. Uh, again, I think for me, poetry is is a form of of therapy that that I've that I've come to um, mm-hmm. in, in lacking other forms yeah <laughs> uh, truly um, it's just always something that was accessible mm-hmm. um, I could always just sit down and write something you know yeah and um, and and I didn't have to share it with anybody and um, mm. it gave me kind of an outlet you know just um, a, 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 almost like a physical you know outlet of whatever the emotional kind of um, struggle I was feeling or the pain or, or, or whatever it just could come out yeah you know, just as a way of almost like blood bloodletting mm-hmm. you know um and so uh yeah for me that that's the way to kind of understand my experiences is to is to write about it and and through that writing um and through that that processing and understanding it really what I'm hoping to do is to find a way to understand it in a way that is loving, mm-hmm. you know, that that I can I can kind of break the script mm-hmm. uh, that's in my head, yeah. and I can change the story um, to one that is more of a, a personal reflection of kind of love and, mm-hmm. uh, and understanding. 
That's so beautiful. I love how you express that. And again, that reminds me so much of Jericho's work because that's so much what I feel and love about his work is that heartbreak right next to that love and that tenderness, you know? Yeah, I mean, you you really, you know, you're always on the verge of one Mm -hmm. or the other, it feels like to me, you know, and, and, you know, like, like straddling the chaos between those kind of two feelings is, is, is a space that like, I feel like a lot of artists and writers and musicians inhabit. Yeah. And, and being able to like, really keep your ground and, Mm -hmm. and, and look between those two feelings and, and, and find find the way to bridge them and 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 bring them home yeah it's, um yeah as part of the work I think that we do I really love what you said too about that writing as a form of therapy as a form of self-expression it's always there it's always available you know it really it bypasses our very broken healthcare system that yeah. restricts a lot of people's access to mental health support right so, you know, that's, that's beautiful. You know what you, we all have, we all have access to, to paper and pens, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was, when I was young, we really didn't even go to medical doctors. You uh-huh. know, it was just not, not within our reach. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, therapy, like mental health stuff. Right. I mean, no way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, and I could always just, I could always just find a, a, a place mm-hmm. to go and, and write. Yeah. And, and that, that it's, it's always worked for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until just even recently that I even heard the term narrative therapy and I was yeah. like, oh, well, that's what I've been doing <laughs> this whole time. You know? Glad to know there's a name for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorite places to write? Oh, um, well, I recently I've been writing a collection about Nevada and um, Mm. there's a um, uh, which is where I grew up and um, uh, have a deep love for. Um, There's a place that um, is just totally off the map um, up in the up in the hills uh, near Unionville. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you can't even get the Internet there. It's wonderful. Mm. Um, And so I I've. I've done some writing there, but like, honestly, anywhere, I mean, in a car, like mm-hmm. I've written so much, just like, like pulling over in a, in a grocery store parking lot and just writing something there. Um, I, I've always been, you know, the library was kind of like the church for me growing up. And so mm-hmm. I, I love to go to the library and, um, I don't know, smell the books. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's <weird. laughs> nothing like that smile. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the older, the better. <laughs> I know. Right. I yeah. know. Like the less circulation in there, even better. You know, yeah. It really gets musty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the musty sealed books. That's what we're after <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, libraries talking about accessibility, you know, that's, that's wonderful that we have our communities have, and we have, um, new renovations with our library here. I don't know if you heard, but so we're uh, this community is really excited about that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, but that access is just is so essential. So I did want to ask you a little bit about. Um, you said you grew up in Nevada and you moved to Oregon, which about as opposite as yeah. I can yeah. possibly imagine. Yeah. So like extreme arid dryness the desert and then this lush you know abundance of rain um so I'm curious how you draw on both of these landscapes in your work oh like 100% I mean I think I um naturally gravitate towards really extreme places Mm -hmm. and extreme experiences um 
I'm still working through some of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, the rain, rain really, um, factors into my, my writing, um, in my collection, Cormorant, um, uh, the, um, the experience of water kind of as emotional, um, like the emotionality of water, um, uh, the heaviness of it, the, mm. the you know, the feeling of, of, of it, um, the, the salt, the stinging and the, in the, in the eyes, you know, like the yeah. whole experience of, of the climate here. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I think a lot of people come to the, come to the ocean and they, they look at it and they think, oh, what a, what a beautiful place. You know, I have so many friends who are just like, Let, oh, I got to live near the ocean. You know, I yeah. just love it. And I'm just like so terrified by it. Mm. I can't believe I spent six years, you know, <laughs> right next to it. Yeah. Um, and it just like, it intimidated me so much because mm. it's so powerful and yeah. it's so massive, you yeah. know, um, that it really, it really, sh- it really shook me. Um, and, you know, opposite of that, Nevada, the driest state in the country, um, like, uh, it's just epic emptiness, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it feels oceanic in it in how big it is. Um, uh, the mountains um, are just amazing and impressive to me. Uh, they factor hugely in my writing about Nevada. Um, I love, you know, the where I'm from is the is the great in the Great Basin, um, which is very unique because um, none of the none of the rivers there drain to the ocean. They actually sink into the ground and, wow. and disappear. It's the only place in yeah. the country where that that happens, right? Um, so uh, I just find a lot of interesting metaphors about that, you know. Um, and the landscapes uh, of both places are really really critically important to my writing, and hmm. yeah. And I think you you spoke a little bit about how the natural world is is really a place of of healing and restoration for you too, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the best part of growing up in Winnemucca was um, how empty it was, mm. and I could um, I could just walk down a, a gravel road, or you know the railroad tracks, and uh, and walk for hours and mm. not see anybody, um, and and just feel that peace and that kind of that pulse of loving energy mm. that kind of exists where like no other people really are and uh in that sense of quiet and stillness yeah that's wonderful yeah that solitary vastness it's not it's not really common in our modern world for people to to have that no i don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people have had the experience of growing up in a place like that and certainly don't have access to places like that and um yeah I um as hard as it was to grow up in Nevada you know rural Nevada in in the late 80s and 90s being queer and um you know lonely uh it was um I think a true gift to to have access to that space yeah and to and to have the sense of place that I do um, in my life with it. That's so great. So if you are just joining me today, this is Marianne Monson for KMUN's River Writers, sponsored by the Writers Guild. This morning I am speaking with poet Elisa Carlson. So thank you, Elisa. The way that you described that just brings me right into that desert with you, Mm. which sounds really nice on a 
cold <laughs> Pacific Northwest <laughs> day here. So um, I wanted to ask you, so in your bio, you say that you are a poet, an artist, and a rusted metal fanatic. Can you talk about the connections you see between the visual and the literary art form since you practice both? I'm curious how the creative process works for you across these different mediums. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I am a total rusted metal fanatic. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll drive like always scanning the road for any, any, any sign of rusted metal or any kind of metal at all that could be rusted later. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, visually, you know, um, I think it to me, it's all about, you know, creating something kind of from nothing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I particularly am drawn to, I guess, the scraps uh, you know, things that people throw away. Um, I'll collect those objects and find ways to kind of make art with them. And I guess in a way there's, there's kind of a, you know, a metaphor for that in writing, you know, where, you know, in some ways I kind of feel like the emotions that we have are kind of like the scraps of our experience, you know, and you mm -hmm. have to kind of like collect those and kind of, you know, figure out what to make out of it. And, and, you know, kind of, again, getting back to, like, my ultimate goal as an artist is to kind of transform and transcend uh, an experience. So making something out of something else that's been broken. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that reclaiming something and finding the value in it that someone else has overlooked. Right. Yeah. Right. And so much is just thrown away. Right. Know? I mean, yeah. Like, so much people places you know things yes. objects yeah yeah we do, we live in a throwaway culture mm -hmm. for sure so I love that you're reclaiming that so in your visual art do you uh do you create a lot of like found object art? yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yeah I, I do a lot of um you know like I'll I, I and most of it actually started when I um was living in Astoria it's really mm -hmm. when I kind of became an artist yeah um uh, finding like just old scraps of metal and then like making, um, you know, just like shapes out of them, like, uh, that resembled maybe like, you know, I don't know, a horse or something. Wild horses yeah. is kind of a theme that I, that I kind of like think about. Mm. And I also think about wild horses as like a, like a, the metaphor for my family you know, yeah. in some ways. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, uh, um, so I'm interested in, yeah, I'm finding, in finding, you know, scraps like that and mm -hmm. then, and then, mm-hmm. Do you ever write poetry in response to your visual art? I wrote a song once about this um, this creature that I that I made with like an old muffler that I called Astro Bunny, um, <laughs> and I, I like gave it like this like tin crown uh -huh. like feathers, it's, and then I put like these goggles on it you know like that looks like a space astronaut um and so then I wrote I actually wrote a song about that it was pretty funny yeah I mean I try <laughs> to have amazing. some fun with you know it's not all like doom and gloomies you know, <laughs> try to try to have a little bit of fun that's great <laughs> uh, so I'm curious about how you first came to poetry how did it find you I don't know. I think I just like uh, have a brain that thinks in like little little snippets of thoughts, um, mm -hmm. and so I uh, I just started you know writing. I think maybe I started writing more like song lyrics, you know, thinking that I might like you know be more of a musician, and then uh, 
finding finding um, that really what I what I like to do is kind of tell a story within like poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I am untrained. I you know don't have an MFA. I um, I don't even know what people are talking about half the time when they're talking about the kinds of poems that they're like writing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what are you, what is an erasure po- poem? What is that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I don't like really go to workshops, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just like completely wild and mm-hmm. I just write, you know, stuff. And then I think it's poetry. So, yeah. and then it seems like other people think it is too. So <laughs> I'll just go with it. You're forging your own path. That's, that's great. Uh, and you read a fair amount, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, I, I really love, um, I guess one of my favorite poets would be Joy Harjo. Mm, uh, yeah. Uh, just astonishing. She's fabulous. Right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I read I read a lot of uh, poetry. I read a lot of, you know, fiction. Um, and, there, you know, and, and in fiction and, and some of beauty, there's, you know, there are some lines that are just like poetry, you know. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of blending there. Absolutely. Yeah, the best fiction and... A lot of it is written by poets. So speaking of books, you have talked about the impact of the book House Made of Dawn by N. Scott Momaday. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Can you tell us how that book influenced you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I uh, was was forced to read it in in high school. Uh Um, And uh, I mean, the first, you know, the first page is is um, adapted from, you know, the first few lines are adapted from a Navajo chant. Um, And uh, let me let me remember him here. There was a house made of dawn. It was made of pollen and of rain. And the land was very old and everlasting. Mm. And when I when I read that, I was like, what is this? Mm. Like, this isn't like the garbage that they usually like forced down my throat <laughs> in school. Right. Like, right. this is beauty. Yeah, like, this is true beauty. And yeah. it just it warmed me up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there's something here for me. Yeah, that's gorgeous. And you read it beautifully, too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So you currently have a collection of your poems under contract due out in 2023. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's got to be really exciting. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the new book? Oh, gosh. How much time do we have? <laughs> no, it's, uh, <laughs> well, uh, it's all about um, my time working on the Army Corps of Engineers Double Crested Cormorant Management Wildlife Plan, which is like a huge mouthful. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's about four years of my life experience, um, the last professional job that I've had. And uh, um, it was it was a bit of a heartbreaking project. Um, and uh, I wrote it after uh, quitting that job. Um, and moving out to Astoria to really kind of write uh, and and process my my you know experience around it all. Yeah. Um, and it's dedicated to the memory of Charnel Fee, mm-hmm. who was the uh, founder of the Wildlife Center of the North Coast mm. in Astoria. Um, I met her while working on that project, and uh, she um, was somebody who I felt like had the most integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in my experience with mm-hmm. working with all all the different people um and she was uh extremely heartbroken by the project and um she died ultimately about four months after 
um, the project was was initiated. Mm. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of friends of hers, you know, think it was from heartbreak. Wow. Um, so it's a really, you know, it's a kind of a tribute to um, to her memory and to my experience, you know, working on it. Um, a very uh, a very serious, you know, very serious subject. Um, that uh, that I could really talk a lot about, but I know that we probably don't have that much time here. <laughs> well, it's it's great to know that it's coming, and I'm really excited to to read it and to hear you read from it. Thank actually, you. thank you. So, and th- and your publisher is Unsolicited Press. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And so that will be out in September 2023. So we can look for that called Cormorant. So I'd love to have you read for us. Do you want to read something from the new book? Would you like to read the poem that won the Jericho Brown contest? What What would you like to read? Sure. Um, yeah, let you me. You could read them both, possibly. Sure, I'll read. Yeah. Um, I'll read the the poem that that I won the contest okay, for, which was like great. the first time I ever won anything yeah. in my life. No, uh, I think you said you won one other thing. Oh right? wait, I did win <laughs> like a bike race once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so second big win okay Se- second big win yeah um okay and this is an, a nevada poem this is um called trailers walk to the back door aluminum powder coated hollow open it and look outside down to a yard of leftovers corrugated fields and fixers up to a backyard of stars in velveteen range and colors that call you home and hold you to this basin like you never had a chance. I swear, every time I leave will be the last. I get as far as the rain sometimes. Mm. Thank you, that's so beautiful. Thank you. I, I vividly remember reading that last line. You know, I didn't know because we were reading them anonymously, but I just was like, this is it. We have to. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, I just, I loved it so much. And I don't know, talking about poetry can be like really annoying, you know, to <laughs> dissect it. But is there anything you want to tell us about, about that piece? Oh, I mean, I, you know, in a way it's like very like uh, literal, you know, um, I drove you know make this make this drive to Nevada and uh, come come back like um, just brokenhearted and you know distraught um, Mm -hmm. and uh, see the rain and then I immediately kind of just you know still pine for you know a place that I've kind of been broken in and I can't seem to escape you know yeah so it's like this is as far as you can kind of get sometimes with with where you're going yeah 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 yeah, it just, it really evokes those cycles. And how many times we have to attempt to step out of unhealthy patterns in our life, you know, before we are successful in it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that struggle can go on for a long time, you know, behind uh, behind the scenes mm. before there's any action on the outside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has been such a pleasure to talk with you this morning, and I've just so enjoyed getting to discuss 
some of the the thoughts and experiences and the what goes into your work thank you thank you so much for mm-hmm. having me i i really appreciate you know the work that you've done in the writers guild um sponsoring me this is like you know kind of really very hard to imagine is is real you know like I, I I was like I'm gonna move to Astoria and write about my time working for the Army Corps which sounds weird and like and then here you are supporting me in that and mm. I really appreciate it thank you Elisa that means a lot to me I appreciate it a lot so the thank you all who are listening for joining us today on River Writers and thank you again Elisa Carlson for sitting down to chat about your writing process The Writers Guild of Astoria is a 501c3 nonprofit organization serving writers in Oregon and Washington. More information about the Writers Guild can be found at thewritersguild.org. You can find more information about Elisa on Instagram and watch for her book, Cormorant, coming out in September 2023 with Unsolicited Press. Until next time, keep the words flowing and your pencils sharp. I'm Marianne Monson for River Writers. (laughs) 